24 years rocking across the USA, bringing you the top authors in the world today to lift your mind, body, spirit, finances to the highest level possible. David Essel in the box with you, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, with Tricia and Nathan in the box. Welcome aboard, gang. Nice to have you with us as we go into our third and final hour here. Uh, Greg Braden, the New York Times bestselling author, is going to be with us in just a moment. Excited to talk to him about becoming more resilient in life, in this crazy life that we live in. Greg's going to help give us some ideas on, uh, well, first of all, what resilience is. A couple questions that I have I'm excited to ask Greg about. It seems like, and this could be um, maybe a, uh, a misnomer on my part, but it almost seems like in many ways we're not as resilient as we were in the past. And and I'm going to find out what Greg's thoughts on that are. 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text us during the show, 941-266-7676. Again, New York Times bestselling author Greg Braden returning again for another shot at the show. The Turning Point is the name of his newest book, Creating Resilience in a Time of Extremes. Greg, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Hey, David, I am thrilled to be on your program, and it, it seems like um, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about these things, and so much has happened between then and now, so I'm absolutely thrilled to be with you this afternoon, this evening. Yeah, thank Hey, do, is it, Greg, do you get that feeling that there's a lot of people that maybe they've just beat with the economy and war and, and, and the global warming and everything else that they've kind of just thrown up their hands and become, I don't know, I don't know if victim is a too, too strong of a word, but less resilient than in the past. What's your take on that? You know, I, I think everyone has resilience to some degree. We have to, to get through everyday life. Uh, and what we're finding is that the, the extremes that the world is presenting to us right now are, are pushing us, David, in, in our resilience uh, and our ability to, to deal with what is happening. Overwhelm is a word that I hear time and time again from people, not just in, in the U.S., but all over the world. And so what we're, we're actually learning to do, and the reason I'm, I'm very excited to be with you uh, this afternoon, is we're learning to, to raise the baseline of our personal resilience so that we can be optimum so that we can be at our very, very best as we deal with the, the new challenges that previous generations simply never had to face. And I'm, uh, your timing is perfect because I am about 96 hours home from uh, a three-week journey in Peru where I led an international uh, group, 14 different countries were represented in this group, to study the secrets of sustainability and resilience in the indigenous people in, in the southern Andes. Wow! Well, that's why I said the timing's perfect. And, uh, I know. And while we certainly aren't recommending that we, we live the lifestyle, uh, a primitive lifestyle in, in some respects of, of these ancient people, there are our principles uh, that they have learned to incorporate into their lives that I think we can incorporate into ours in, in a really positive way. You know, for, for me, if I want to know about resilience, uh, I can't think of a better way uh, of exploring that than to, to be with people who have had to find that resilience in their lives because of what the world has shown them. So we've spent yeah. time with the, the monks and the nuns in Tibet. Certainly they've had mm. to be resilient over, since 19, right. late 1950s. Right. Uh, and, and the indigenous peoples throughout the world. So, so I, I think the timing is perfect for this conversation, this topic. 
Was, was there was there one group of people, Greg, on your trip? I think this is so cool that you just got back. Was there one group of people that jumps out to share with us of how resilient they are, what they've been able to overcome that you met during this most recent trip? You know, they they all bring something to the table. They all were willing to share facets of what they've learned in their lives. One that's coming to mind right now, we, when people think of, of Peru, they often think of the high Andes and the, and the mountainous areas uh, in, in the southern part of the, the country. But as you go uh, east toward Bolivia, uh, you're at 12,000 feet above sea level. And in the, the largest navigable lake uh, in the world, the largest, uh, highest altitude navigable lake, it's, it's Lake Titicaca. It, it's uh, borders uh, uh, between Bolivia and Peru. There is a group of indigenous people there that live on artificial islands that they have built themselves over the last 1,100 years, the, the Reed Islands. They're called the Uros, U-R-O-S, Uros Indians. Um, and they have had to deal with climate change. They've had to deal with many different people uh, who have dominated the, the landscape since the 1400s. Uh, and they have shared with us uh, some of the keys very clearly from their perspective that are also reflected through nearly every indigenous tradition uh, that I've, I've ever been with. And and they fall into two general categories, David. There's there's personal resilience and then there's community resilience. So okay. the, the personal resilience, uh, and this is going to sound familiar to, I think, probably to a lot of your your listeners, because what they have found is that if, if we cannot find a way within ourselves to manage the change, it's really hard uh, to, to help our, our families, to help our communities do the right. same thing. And what they found, it is literally uh, a union of the, the mind and the heart working together. Now, that sounds a little airy-fairy until we really get down to the science that is now showing us uh, in peer-reviewed science that the cranial brain in our head actually connects with another brain, a neural network that was discovered in 1991 in the human heart. So we literally have brain-like tissue with its own memory independent of the, the cranial brain in our hearts. Wow. There, there's a whole topic of conversation right there. But <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is when they find a way to, to marry, to merge these two parts of the nervous system together, they raise their baseline of resilience and they can deal with tremendous change uh, in, in a, a much uh, more healthy fashion, and our own science. Greg, let, Greg, let me ask you a quick thing. question, and, yeah. and and we're gonna. I'll ask you this question. We're gonna go to a quick break and come back. Did they give you any steps that they take to to marry the mind and the heart? What a beautiful question. <laughs> Segue. <laughs> what they shared with us in their language parallels what the best science of our time is showing us today, and, and that's a good place to pick up when we come back from the break. Yeah. Well, actually, I think we've got like three minutes right here. Can we oh, okay. go right in? Yeah. All right. What, what, what they've shown uh, is that when we can synchronize uh, what we call the cranial brain and, and the, the, the brain, the neural networks in the heart, it actually triggers a cascade of over 1,400 biochemical reactions in our bodies. Uh, and it, it helps to balance those reactions. So when we feel the stress of change, I think most people will, will agree that the, the tremendous sense of overwhelm so many people are feeling that is a form of stress and we all know about the, the stress response high levels of, of cortisol the stress hormone it helps us it adds weight to our, our bodies and uh, the high levels of adrenaline 
um, lowered resistance, our immune response is lowered, and anti-aging hormones are, are compromised in, when we feel stressed. So if we can find a way to counter that, uh, which these people have done, and they begin simply with something that is deceptively simple, David, and it's called heart-focused breathing. Uh, and, and I'm going to invite our listeners, please do not be deceived by the simplicity uh, of what they do. At the Institute of Heart Math, uh, sure. In Northern California, and I know you—I I believe you've had them on the program in the past. Yes, I—I uh, I know we've spoken about them. They have documented yes. uh, the, these principles in Western terms that make a lot of sense to us. And for example, the first step uh, is to move our awareness from our mind, literally, into the heart center. And when we do that, uh, that's a signal to our body that that something is shifting. And we begin to breathe slower than usual, five seconds in, five seconds out, for example. It actually sends a signal to our body that everything is okay, that we're safe, that a sense of well-being. And that is what begins this cascade of life-affirming chemistry in our bodies uh, that actually raises the baseline, and then it goes on from there. So what they're sharing in the language of their time parallels the best science of the 21st century and then they extend it into the community as well, into their families and communities as a form of community resilience. And maybe we can talk about that then. When, uh, when we yeah. Greg, let me just get this straight. So, so basically what you're saying is, is that they're getting conscious while they're breathing and they're focusing on the heart area in order to release this cascade of chemicals to help them become more resilient in life. We're talking to Greg Braden, and we're going to come back right after this break. That is fascinating. Listen, if you're listening live, and I know millions are, and you have friends or family that are looking to become more resilient in life, tell them to tune in right now. Or at 9 o'clock Eastern time, just a little while, this show will be archived at talkdavid.com. Greg Braden. Name of the book, The Turning Point, Creating Resilience in a Time of Extremes. Love having him back. We're going to return after these messages. Stay right there. The new year is upon us, and it's time. Time to start living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, at TalkDavid.com. We're giving away one million copies of The Power of Focus, and it's free at TalkDavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at TalkDavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel Alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beaten heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. 
Coast to coast every Saturday for the past 24 years, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard my special guest, Greg Braden, author of the book, The Turning Point, Creating Resilience in a Time of Extremes. Greg just returned 96 hours ago from a trip to Peru, and he was sharing with us that one of the indigenous people were talking about how they have become more resilient with all of this change and, and Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but they, you were talking about heart-focused breathing, and that was simply where they put their conscious awareness into the heart area of their body while they're breathing, and that released a cascade of chemicals. Is that correct? It, it is, David. What they're doing is they're actually, they're actually marrying the, the, the brain in our head, the, what's called the cranial brain, and the neural network. The, the brain in the human heart that typically we think of as operating separately, when we can intentionally connect our heart brain with our cranial brain, then we've got this, this whole brain experience and whole heart experience. It's hard to, to draw a line where the heart ends and where the brain begins because these systems are so deeply connected. And wow. it's these systems that send the signals, the heart sends the signals to the brain that tells the brain what chemistry to release into the body. So when we learn to feel the kinds of feelings that tell our bodies we are safe and give us a sense of well-being, regardless of what the rest of the world is showing us, so we're not dependent upon the outer world for our good, we create that. And that is a powerful, powerful step of, uh, of self-regulation. And yes. I can't think of a better example than Native peoples who have had to deal with everything from, uh, you know, invaders to, to climate change to, uh, you know, which is actually threatening their very existence right now, this particular group. But what I'm sharing, David, it's, uh, is a common theme through almost – I'm going to back up. I have not studied every indigenous tradition in the world. Every indigenous <laughs> tradition I have studied, this is a common theme, and it is their ability to intentionally – move their awareness from their mind into their heart. And it's, it's a skill uh, that yes. has been largely lost in the West. And, and I ask them, uh, because it's one of the hardest things for Westerners to do, if I, if I invite someone to move their awareness from their heart into their brain, uh, what many people will do is they're so accustomed to being in their, in their mind. I'm sorry, from, from their brain into their heart. Into their heart, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're so accustomed to being in their mind, they'll think about what it would be like, but they're still in, in their mind doing it. So I, I asked these people, I said, how do you do this? And what they have done is also common throughout our most cherished spiritual traditions. They gently touch their heart center in a way that's comfortable for them. We see Buddhists do this with a prayer mudra over their hearts. We sure. see pre-Christian and Christian traditions actually draw the sign of the cross over the hearts, creating a physical sensation. And here's the key. Our awareness will always go to the place where we feel the sensation. So wow. even if you take your index finger uh, or your open palm and just gently place that over your heart center, your awareness will automatically go to the place where that sensation occurs. And that is the first step. There are other steps. That's the sure. first step of moving into the heart. And, and the only time typically that we do this is when we are safe when we feel our world is safe and when we're in a, a sense, a state of well-being. And then as we shift the breathing, that's a signal to the body that, ah, something is about to change. And this is where, where resilience really begins. It truly is a marriage of spirituality and science. 
uh, in a very practical way, and that's that's why I love sharing this information. Yeah. Greg, you know what's so cool about that is, is that most of the time when we think of people who have increased their resilience, they've done it like the old term. They pulled themselves by, uh, up by their bootstraps. You know, they've just made a decision. They got became determined. It's, you know, they, they, they fought their way through it. And what we're hearing from these people that have experienced this for thousands of years is that they're doing a conscious decision to shift without force. And this goes back back to the question you asked uh, during the intro, precisely what is resilience? Uh, It it means different things to different people. Historically, resilience, if you look it up in a a psychology or medical textbook, it's defined as the ability to return or to bounce back to this healthy functioning after we've been in a tough situation, after we've been in a stressful situation. And that's a good definition, and it works for some instances. What I'm interested in is what's called an expanded resilience. It's where we think and we live each day in a way that allows us to thrive in all conditions because we've already factored in the extremes of life. So we don't have to bounce back. We don't have to spring back because we've already incorporated the the life changes, the changes in the world, the fact that climate change is here to stay in our lifetimes, for example. Right. The, the fact that uh, cheap energy is gone in our lifetimes. The fact that the economy uh, is in uncharted territory and the old indicators don't mean the same thing. Those, when we are honest with ourselves, rather than trying to recreate the comfortable world that we knew five and ten years ago, if we can embrace what the world is showing us now and say, for now, this is the new normal, these are techniques to help us to adapt to what is on our doorstep right now while we go about making the changes that are good for us and our families. So it's a subtle and it's a very powerful distinction between bouncing back to a former state of well-being and yes. incorporating the realities of the world into our lives so that, that we've already built in those changes and we can thrive in, in the new normal that is with us right now. I love this, Greg. Hey, Greg, we've got a minute and a half. Do we know with the cascade of chemicals in the brain when we're doing this heart-focused breathing, do we know what chemicals are being released? Any ideas? Oh, absolutely. Uh, every, the precursor for every hormone in the body is DHEA. And yep. what the studies at HeartMath have shown, for example, is that three minutes of this kind of connection, creating what's called heart-brain coherence, actually increases DHEA levels 100% in our bodies after only three minutes with no change in anything else and decreases the stress hormones, cortisol, for example, 23% in that same three-minute period. And all we're doing is focusing and breathing. It is an inner technology, David, that has been lost largely to the West, but it is at the core of our most cherished and ancient spiritual traditions throughout the world, even pre-Christian and Christian traditions until that information was removed in the 4th century and in books that now have been recovered. So we find right. this in uh, you know some of the, the archaeological texts, uh, such as the Nag Hammadi Library that's recovered in Egypt in the 1940s. So wow. it's fascinating. It's, it's a part of, of our history. Yeah, this is so good. Hey, Greg, I just want to let you know, you have such a huge following. We're getting uh, all these people texting how much they love you. Jen from Arizona just sent in, oh, my God, I love him. I've read all of his books. I'm listening to him right now. So so you've got a great following that are catching you here live. Greg Braden, gregbraden.com. That's two Gs, gregbraden.com. The name of the book, 
the turning point, creating resilience in a time of extremes. Greg, we will have you back. I'm so glad we had you for this amount today. Thank you so much. I look forward to it, David, and I love all of our fans. Take good care. Amen. You bet. Bye-bye now. Coming up next, we're going back to your emails, your texts. We're going to give you the answers. TalkDavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay there. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, celebrating 24 years on the air. We are proud to be part of the iHeart Premier Clear Channel Radio Network. Welcome aboard, gang. And don't forget, I love Greg Brady. If you just listen to the interview with Greg Braden and you have friends that want to talk about becoming more resilient in life and you want to help them, family members, tell them just to go to talkdavid.com, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, and you'll be able to listen to that full interview in its entirety. We're going to talk about some pretty hot stuff coming through here. The phone is burning up. Uh, Polyamory. I think we talked about that about a month ago. It's back. Um, Sexual intimacy for couples who are struggling what are the benefits of kefir oh good questions good questions uh and then of course uh, something i talked about at the top of the show how to become successful in a network marketing company so welcome aboard hey if you want to call us it's nine or 1-800-548-TALK 1-800-548-TALK uh text us during the show 941-266 Seven six seven six nine four one two six six seven six seven six, and then this one I think it came in a little while ago. We'll go with this first. I'm a 21 year old male. Two years ago, so he would have been 19. I gave my girlfriend an engagement ring. Now she, <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, I couldn't even read the last next line. <laughs> Oh, my man, please, I'm not laughing at you. It's just funny. Now she wants to set a date. I'm really not sure how to make this move. Um, Oh, uh, the reason I find it so cute is that I gave my girlfriend an engagement ring two years ago. Now she wants to set a date. It's like, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that would be expected, my man. Uh, Two years is a long time for a woman to wait. Once she's gotten the engagement ring, this is cute. Very, very, very cute. Um, how do I make this? How do I make this happen? Well, n- number one, the most important thing from your perspective is to find out what the blocks are uh, to setting a date. If you're nervous, uh, she wants to set a date, you're obviously holding back on it. You need to find out why. See a professional. Work with someone uh, or myself. Text to me or email me at talkdavid.com. And we can figure it out. But you need to get to the core of, like, what is it that I'm nervous about? And there's nothing wrong with being nervous about getting married. Oh, my God. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Most people are a little nervous, especially at 21 years of age to get married. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, like, what are the, what is, what's creating the anxiety? What's creating the hesitation? The other question I would want to ask you is, 
what was the intent when you gave the ring? Did you give the ring because she wanted to be engaged? Did you want to be engaged also? If you haven't set a date in two years after giving someone a ring, a ring, a ring they I could see why someone would be going, hey, you gave this to me two years ago. Why haven't you set a date yet? So did you set a date? Was it a shut-up ring, they call it, right? Was she bug- bugging you about getting engaged? Maybe her, some of her girlfriends were engaged and she wanted to be engaged to you. Was it a, okay, I'm going to give her this ring to shut her up so I don't have to listen to her anymore talk about that? Was that it? So you have to get real honest with yourself. And once you come to the conclusion of what your concerns are, what your anxieties are, and why did I give the ring, then you can also start looking at what would the benefits be of setting a date. Am I totally ready for this at 21 years of age? And and I don't want to you know throw any any water on the fire here. What we have found in our work is that most guys there are exceptions to every rule, but most guys are more prepared emotionally uh, past the age of 25, past the age of 28, to be quite honest. You know, they may have found a career or they've gone through one or two jobs and they're starting to find themselves a little bit more. So make sure that your hesitation isn't that you're not quite sure what you want to do with life and you don't want to bring her along with that uncertainty. Like sort of get a good idea about what the hesitation is. And then after you do all that writing so that we don't stay in anxiety, write about what the benefits would be of following through and setting a date for the marriage. You know, start to talk to her about what that would mean to her and where she would like it and what of our budgets, you know, what's the budget for doing this? All that kind of like real world stuff would be up next, okay? But I loved it. Uh, gave her a ring two years ago. Now she wants to set a date. That shouldn't be expected, unexpected. So let's get to the core, okay? 1-800-548-TALK. Uh, text us, 941-266-7676. Great to have everyone listening uh, right now with us. We just love that. Okay, now this is a little hot and heavy here. We talked about this topic, polyamory, several months ago, and it's back again. Uh been listening to you for several years now and love your advice on relationships. Now, here's a big one. My girlfriend wants to introduce me to the world of polyamory. Is it real? Is it possible? Is it safe? So polyamory is being in a loving relationship with more than one person at a time. Number one, I would Google it. I would become very aware of the world of polyamory. I would become aware of what it means to you, and I would ask your girlfriend what it means to her. What are her intentions to want to introduce you to the world of polyamory? Polyamory is more than just swinging or sharing partners, that type of stuff. Polyamory is when you actually have a loving relationship with another person. So there are three people in the relationship, not two. Is it real? Yes, it's real. There are many people around the world that partake in this type of a relationship. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But, of course, we have to be right up front with what some of the biggest blocks are. Insecurity, jealousy, uncertainty. We have worked with couples. You know, I think, I've mentioned this on the air before. In 1998 is when I was introduced to the alternative worlds of intimacy. And I started getting clients coming in our office. And, quite frankly, I knew nothing about these alternative lifestyles, these alternative worlds, including polyamory. 
and there was a woman that actually contacted me. She lived about two and a half hours away from my office, and she contacted me one day and said, I'm driving down tomorrow. Uh, my boyfriend wants me to get involved with this different world of a relationship, and I want your opinion on it. So they actually both came into the office, and we talked about it. They ended up leaving. They created a relationship with another woman, the three of them, and it went on for about six years. At the end of the six years, I hadn't heard from her since that one session. At the end of the six years, she came back, and we worked together for quite a while because the, re- the relationship disintegrated, and there was a lot of pain, uh, lots of pain. And then that's when she shared with me during the course of their relationship, there was intense jealousy and insecurity. So you have to be willing to say, gosh, can I share my partner with someone full time? Like in the world of polyamory, often these people live together. The threesome lives together. Uh, so you have to really get into it and see, is that something that you could you would even want to to explore? And then in regards to your last question, is it safe? Um, you know, all partners would have to go through a full STD panel in order for me to tell you that it's safe. Once you go through the STD panel, sexually transmitted diseases, you'd have to then make a commitment to stay monogamous within the three. Uh, or you could just really be bringing in a lot of problems. So I hope that answers your questions. If you have more questions, email me at talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-TALK. Text us, 941-266-7676. What are the benefits of kefir? Question mark. Uh, I remember several months ago you talking about it or you had a guest on the show. I forget what it was. I see it now in major supermarkets and have no idea what it is. So kefir is a milk-based yogurt like product but it's it pours so unlike yogurt it actually pours into a glass it's very thick and uh, and there's lots of health benefits and i'm going to tell you about that when we come back to this break if you have thoughts you have questions on money sex relationships spirituality career path addiction recovery call us 1-800-548-TALK 1-800-548-TALK or text us during the show 941 941- 266-7676. So much more to come. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle hi i'm iHeartRadio radio host and author david essel for 22 years we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success if you're ready contact me at talkdavid.com today our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire and programs begin as low as 100 hours one-on-one with me david essel at talkdavid.com Are you stuck in life, just not happy with your body, income, or love life? I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, at talkdavid.com. We're giving away one million copies of The Power of Focus, and it's free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel Alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Office machines and toner are a fact of life in every business. But why pay high dealer prices for your toner cartridges? 
Call the Toner Kings. They sell all toner cartridges for up to 60% less. The Toner Kings have been in business for over 18 years, and they offer free shipping and a 100% quality guarantee on every purchase. So head online to thetonerkings.com. That's thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. I think the cool thing about David Essel's way of teaching, really, is the way he asked the right questions and then had me do the homework to write down the answers to those questions. Clients who have worked one-on-one with Master Life Coach David Essel are creating the life they've always wanted. So happy to say that next month will be four years sober, and I owe a lot of that to David Essel's help and friendship through the process. Their success has come from focus and accountability with David, and the same can happen for you. Life coaching programs start at under $200, so visit TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Creating a daily focus on your spiritual path ultimately brings us to peace of mind, an amazing gift we get to give ourselves every day. I'm David Essel, author and master life coach. If you desire that inner peace, contact me now at talkdavid.com. Let's work together to create a plan to help you get the peace you deserve. If you're serious about life change, we want to work with you. Contact me at talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. It's time for change, and I can help you get there at talkdavid.com. Is your relationship operating at its highest potential, or is it faltering and you see yourselves drifting farther and farther apart? Or are you single right now, trying to figure out what went wrong in the past so you can finally find and keep deep love? Let Master Life Coach David Essel help you resurrect or save your current relationship, or help prepare you to find the love you desire today. Visit TalkDavid.com to read the testimonials about David's work. Love is the answer. Let today be the day. Visit TalkDavid.com. Do you often feel like you've hit a dead end in life? Like no matter what you do, the challenges just keep coming back over and over again? Well, maybe it's time you read the inspirational book, Rockstar, Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. Rockstar, David Essel's sixth top-selling book, is a powerful parable that will give you the inspirational tools and strength needed to finally bring your life to a whole new level. Order Rockstar by David Essel for only $7.95 at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com today. The powerful book, offering a positive lift in our ever-challenging world. What do you really want out of life? What would make you really happy? I'm David Essel, author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, yours at talkdavid.com. We're giving away one million copies of The Power of Focus free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. David Essel in the box with you. The topics, they're varied. Money, wealth, health, success, relationships, spirituality, and more. 1-800-548-TALK. Text us 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six. This time during the show, we go through all of our texts and answer as many as we can. Our Facebook messages, as well as uh, the the emails we get at talkdavid.com. So we were talking about kefir. What are the benefits of kefir? Kefir is a, a milk based yogurt like product, packed with probiotics, healthy bacteria for the intestines, 
acidophilus, bif, uh, bifidus, and many, many, many more. Um, I, I always recommend people when they're getting something like yogurt or a kefir product to always get plain. Don't get the flavored. There's usually so much sugar in that that you could actually decrease some of the benefits that you would get by just eating plain yogurt or plain kefir. So definitely. Um, it helps heal bloating, constipation, gas. The product is outrageously strong. It might even help people with high blood pressure. That's what happened, oh, gosh, probably about six months or a year ago. I forget the the guest we had on, but one of the things she had used to help with her high blood pressure was kefir every day. And she said in about 30 days she saw a huge drop in her blood pressure. So, I mean, use it for everything. It's just awesome, awesome. 800-548-TALK. Text us, 941-266-7676. Last week, you discussed success in network marketing. This week, my network marketing partner is listening. Please repeat. Okay, number one. Network marketing is just a business. You're an entrepreneur. That's all it is. You are it. It's just like you had a florist shop or anything else. You're a business owner. So with business, especially in the beginning, effort equals reward. There's no way to get around it. You can't say because it's network marketing and I have an upline, I have a downline, that I don't have to work that hard. It depends on how much money you want to make. If you want a huge reward, you have to put out a huge effort. Every once in a while, you might hear of someone that opens a florist shop, and 30 days later, they've opened 10. It's rare. Every once in a while, you hear someone that gets into network marketing, and 30 or 60 or 90 days later, they're making thousands of dollars a week. It's rare. It's usually based on effort and reward. So let's get that straight. Um, Number two. Daily prospecting. There has to be a business plan set out that you're going to do prospecting, marketing, etc. in many different formats. Email blast, social media marketing, telephone calls, lunches, dinners, networking groups, speaking events, etc., etc., etc. But it has to be daily. Prospecting has to be daily. Uh, and, and, and I could get into timelines, but again, it's really going to matter how much money do you want to make. If you want to make a lot of money, plan on spending a lot of time. You wouldn't open a florist shop and work an hour a day, would you? So network marketers, wake up. You are in a business. You own your own business. Uh, Number three, you must be sold 110% on the product or the service that you're selling. If you're doing it to make money, I always tell people, stop. If you're doing it simply to make money, stop. If you don't love what you're selling, eventually it's going to catch up with you. So please don't do that. You know, and, and if I can get you help you in any way, we've been working with network marketing salespeople for 25 years now. Contact me at talkdavid.com. I happen to be a huge fan of the concept of network marketing. I love the fact that people can become entrepreneurs for a small investment. I love it. But if you don't follow those things that I just shared with you, the odds of becoming successful are outrageously tiny. Uh, Going back to intimacy, you spoke over a month ago about sexual intimacy without the sex for couples who are struggling. What does that mean? Okay. So I know it sounds weird, right? I'm going to help you increase your intimate relationship, but you're not going to have sex. And I can tell you a funny story in a couple minutes, but I'll just get serious with you first. 
what it looks like is this, is that you make a plan for couples that are struggling with intimacy. We don't want to put the pressure mentally, emotionally, psychologically on having sex. So we say sex is not the goal. Laying naked next to each other is the goal. Holding hands, kissing is a goal. General conversation while laying next to each other naked is the goal. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Human touch is incredibly healing. So even if you didn't want to get to the place of laying naked next to each other, you know, there's some people that say that, no, you know, we've had this big falling out. There's been this huge falling out. I don't trust my partner anymore. We've been in pain and resentments and arguments for years or months, whatever it might be. Then we say, you know what, lay together in bed with your clothes on and just hold hands. Just breathe together. Listen to nice music together. Then next would be just simple conversation laying there. Then after that, you could just say, let's let's get underneath the covers and hold hands. And you see, it's a process, the process, the end result, the sex isn't the goal in the beginning. It's getting a level of Trump trust and comfortability is the goal. Now, let me get to my cute story. So I was working with a couple and uh, and there were some challenges with their intimacy. So I said, you know, OK, here, here you go. Let's not have sex for seven days. OK, so that's that. That's what I'm going to send to you. I really want you just to not have sex for seven days. So you guys lay together, talk together, etc. So when I work with them both, when I work with couples, I work with them individually. When I when the first couple came in the week later, he looked at me and said, "Well, we made it one night." <laughs> so and they hadn't had any intimacy issues since. And and a lot of times that happens. Taking the pressure off mentally and emotionally led them to feel very free with each other, and it's been wonderful ever since. But if you're still having a problem with trust, don't put the pressure on with having the sexual part of it happen, okay? Does that make sense? I hope it does. 1-800-548-TALK. Text us, 941-266-7676. What are your basic philosophies, David, on motivation? Why is it that some people achieve great goals and other people don't? Are there some really simple things that people that you've interviewed over the past who are very, very successful follow that the rest of us could benefit from? Oh, that's a great question. Holy cow, from Maryland. What a great question. Yeah, there absolutely is. Number one is that the most successful people in life are able to focus. They're able to set their mind for a specific amount of time every day to do that which needs to be done that they do not want to do. Did you hear what I just said? Their ability to focus and to do things on a daily basis that they do not want to do. That is probably one of the biggest One of the biggest and strongest characteristics of people that are successful, number one. Number two, their ability to bounce back from failure or defeat. Every successful person, super successful person I know, has hit huge setbacks in their personal relationships, with their health, with their finances, with their business, with their spiritual path. But the second most important trait that I've seen is their ability to bounce back. As a matter of fact, Greg Braden was just talking about resiliency. You know, resilience, one of the definitions for resiliency would be bouncing back, as he said, from failure. So I think that that's really great. Number three is that they surround themselves with other successful people. Without a doubt, successful people will look to surround themselves with other very successful people, even people that are more successful than them. They're humble. They're vulnerable. They realize that they need to have that in order to grow. And the last tip I can tell you about is that they all have coaches, consultants, and they're usually a part of something called a mastermind group. 
So these super successful people know they're not going to get there by themselves. I have a business coach, Marlene. I love her. She rocks. We have created such great success in the last several years together because I do listen to her and I do the work. And that's why people hire me. And that's why you, if you're on your path of success, need to make sure you have professionals in your corner. They're going to push you, hold you accountable, make you do things that are uncomfortable. Marlene, in the last two years, has helped me and asked me and requested that I keep doing uncomfortable tasks, that we look at goals for my business. And whenever I say to her, oh, my gosh, I don't think we can do that, she just chuckles. And then she'll say, well, that's exactly what we're going to do now. So make sure you have people that are holding you accountable. If it's for weight loss, to make more money, to find the love of your life, whatever it might be, make sure you're not trying to do it alone. You've got professionals, motivated people in your corner, that the people in your life that you hang out with are motivated as well. And the last thing I'm going to add is that usually all successful people have great daily rituals, reading, listening to uplifting information and music. They all do these things that I'm sharing with you. And how do I know? Because for 24 years, I've had a chance to interview the brilliant brains in the world. Without a doubt, they all do the same thing. Remember, between now and next Saturday, be bold, be strong, be positive. If you need a lift during the week, come to our archive site at talkdavid.com and listen to thousands of hours to keep you motivated. I'm David Essel. Have an awesome week. The new year is upon us, and it's time. Time to start living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, at TalkDavid.com. We're giving away one million copies of The Power of Focus, and it's free at TalkDavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at TalkDavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel Alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific.